thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is That Paleo Show with your hosts, Stephanie Wozalik, Dr. Yana James, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Stephanie Wozlick. I'm Dr. Yana James. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. We talk a lot about food on the show, and we often get a bit sidetracked talking about our favorite <laughs> recipes, and I don't think today is going to be an exception, especially because we have not one, but two gourmet guests on the show today. Karis Marsden and Matt Whitmore are the authors of the new cookbook, The Paleo Primal, which, spoiler alert, is awesome. And in case you weren't confused enough by my Canadian accent mixed with Brett and Yana's Australian accents, Karis and Matt are joining us from the UK today, so we have a truly international mix. They co-founded Fitter London and Fitter Food, London-based fitness and nutrition companies, which we love because it recognizes that both fitness and nutrition are an integral part of achieving optimal health. The cookbook is beautifully done with lots of personality, information, and most importantly, delicious looking recipes. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to hear more about it today. I know it's really early for you guys right now in London. I hope you didn't fall asleep in my intro, but welcome to the show, Karis and Matt. Hey, Hey, thank you for having us. Good morning. Thank you for waking up for us. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, uh, the two of you make a really great team. So maybe you want to start by telling us how you got started on the path of fitness and nutrition. Um, well, um, I I got into the fitness industry at quite a young age. Um, I, I pretty much went straight in there from leaving school. Um, I didn't bother with college or anything like that. So, because I always knew what I wanted to do, you know, I was in, into training from about the age of 10 or 11, um, loved lifting weights. So it seemed like a bit of a, a natural path for me. Um, and I just kind of worked my way up the ranks, if you like, from a fitness instructor gym instructor on to become a personal trainer um so i've been in the fitness industry for a good about 12 years now but it's only been in about the last four years that i've kind of actually started to pay attention to to nutrition i I was kind of that guy that would just train his ass off six seven times a week and then just pretty much eat what the hell he wanted um (laughs) which I was quite fortunate in that I didn't have any uh, body composition issues. I never had that to deal with, but um, I wouldn't say I was healthy as much as I may have looked it. You know, I had a lot of um, a lot of bloating problems. I started developing joint pain. Um, I was getting injured and not recovering. My recovery time in between workouts was slowing down. And um, on top of that, I was, you know, I just wasn't getting enough sleep. You know, I was working every hour God sent and it was kind of catching up with me. So it was actually Keris who put me on the right path, if you like, when it comes to to nutrition. And I was quite sceptical at first because I think no one wants to give up their their favourite food, you know. And, and in my case, it was lots of breads and pasta and uh, Snickers bars. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, ga- I gave it I gave it a whirl. And to be honest with you, within five days of kind of following a paleo diet I, I felt amazing I felt absolutely fantastic and and I think once you experience that there, there's no going back you'd have to be pretty stupid to to want to go back you know to where you was before I mean within five days I had energy consistently high throughout the day I was waking up before my alarm in the morning the bloating had like completely disappeared and already I could feel the joint pain improving so 
yeah, my journey kind of started as a physical one um, and then kind of just took that little crossover into into nutrition a few years back. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I still train, but I don't know, I kind of, I, I see the benefits of nutrition far more than I do training, so if that makes so sense. I'm going to jump in with a question for Keris there. Keris, uh, what was he like as a patient? How hard was he to convince? And uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there with partners who are trying to convince them to maybe have a look at changing their diet. So how how did you convince him to have a look at changing his diet? <laughs> That's a really good question because he's without doubt being my hardest client. <laughs> it's been a lot easier. So many people can relate to that, I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm like um like a little terrier basically, sort of always nipping at his heels. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, oh, I think the main thing for me was trying to make Matt identify his symptoms with his nutrition, um, which a lot of people don't really do. And that's why we did actually put something in our book about that. So people don't realize that, you know, digestion and skin are so strongly linked to your nutrition. Um, and, and I kept saying to him, you know, as a sportsman, he just thought injuries were part and parcel of, of playing rugby. And, and obviously they are for a lot of people. But, you know, I said it can also be nutrition can be so anti-inflammatory and so healing um, and, and that was the way that I sort of got Matt to um, eventually change his ways. And I suppose the odd evil look every time he'd be having a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream is his thing. That's the one battle that we've always. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my downfall yeah, right there. Always ice cream, which isn't too bad, but it is just, again, you know, um, for Matt, because he's had, um, uh, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys are familiar with um, Candida, which is a bit of a, an issue with a yeast um yeast infection in his gut so sugar was the number one thing I kept saying to him whatever just just avoid the sugar but yeah that, that was the, probably the hardest thing for you wasn't it yeah it so, still uh, is I, I guess we figured out how Matt got into it but Karis you were obviously a bit ahead of the curve there so so how did you get into the sort of health and wellness angle um, well, I actually, through my um, office job, about 10 years ago, I worked for um, a trade union for hotels and restaurants and caterers. Um, and the trade union was um, sort of, we would lobby on behalf of the industry for things like um, the smoking and uh, licensing laws. And then more and more and more, there was a lot of pressure from government to start doing work on nutrition, um, particularly things like calories on menus um, and for catering companies to do sort of healthy, healthy eating options in offices. Um, and they sponsored me to do um, a, a master's in public health nutrition. But obviously that was sort of public health. So it was all about mm -hmm. whole grains and low fat and like completely opposite to, to what I advocate now. Um, but that just got me interested in nutrition. And obviously I studied the science. So I understood research and how to interpret research a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, I'd always been into sort of running and, and going to the gym. So as I was developing my nutrition um, sort of knowledge, I was also, I'd met Matt sort of along that route and he was encouraging me to do things like kettlebell training and uh, boxing and so the two sort of grew together and then I finally jumped, um, more or less as I finished the masters, I sort of decided that I wanted to go into working um, in the fitness industry and working one-to-one -one with people um, and that's where I discovered paleo nutrition because I'm sure you guys know it's really big in, in sort of gyms and and with amongst personal trainers um so yeah we uh, as soon as I sort of it was a friend in the gym recommended um the paleo diet and to buy Rob Wolf's Rob Wolf's book um so I did that um and I was sort of and then obviously once you discover Rob Wolf you come across Mark Sisson and Chris Kresser and 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 I just started reading all the websites listening to the podcasts and and yeah and then basically sort of snapping at Matt all the time yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that 
that's that's fabulous. Um, so if you could share with us, maybe Karis, what if you had to pick one person that you've seen come through this journey and switch their lifestyle around to doing paleo, which is the person that stands out the most as having had um, changes that have sort of blown you away as far as not realizing the power or the impact that nutrition could have? Oh, do, do you know that's a really easy question. He actually lives in um, he lives in Adelaide now. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm sure he lives in Adelaide. Yeah, he, yeah, um, yeah. He, does, yeah. he was my first one of my first ever clients as a, when I worked as a personal trainer, um, and uh, yeah, he's from Australia, and he was very much into the training side and really loved learning new skills. Um, so he was just really dedicated, and um, I have to say his name, Rob Jordan, because he's probably going to listen to this. Nice. Um, yeah, and he was. Um, the sort of person that never missed a session, very dedicated. But when it came to nutrition, he would just completely glaze over. And, um, you know, he really liked his beers. Um, he liked going out at the weekend. And, and his, his, his body composition was, was good. So he didn't really, like Matt, didn't need to bother, um, I suppose, listening to me, basically. His body composition didn't reflect his training, though. No, it? no. So it, like, he, yeah, he knew he could have looked better, but he, didn't, he wasn't that fussed about it. So... Um, and then basically he, um, had a holiday booked in Miami and he said, you know what, I think I just want to give it like three, four months just to see, you know, what it would be, what I'd look like if I followed your advice on nutrition and, and changed to this paleo diet, you know, he was like, he was a bit skeptical. Um, and basically I, I sort of got him on a, a few digestive supplements cause he, you know, he liked his beers and he was a bit bloated and, um, and, and I didn't really be too picky with him. I just explained the principles, gave him a few uh, recipes um, and he is the sort of person that just gets on with it and didn't sort of obsess about how many sort of macronutrients or anything. And um, after three months, his skin and um, his body was just transformed. And everyone, I think I got about another sort of four or five clients just mm. from people speaking to him and saying, what on earth have you done? Uh, you've always looked good. But now, you know, the difference in every, you know, everything from and even his energy he said like you know just his strength sort of, went through the roof yeah well, yeah and so from there he gave it another three months and um i actually ended up putting a video together of one how he trained because he'd always been you know sort of very dedicated with that but two the physical transformation that he underwent and then in the video i also put little pictures of the food that he ate but you know from i used the pictures from our book um and yeah, basically at the very end is a sort of before and after shot and people were just absolutely um, overwhelmed, weren't they? It was yeah. really, and so he's been sort of, um, yeah, my pride and joy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh, it's awesome to have those success stories. I mean, I'm a health coach as well and just love to hear that stuff. So, um, but that kind of does lead us into your cookbook. You said you used some pictures from your cookbook. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about it and where the the idea and the inspiration um, and kind of the purpose came from well I mean we we've kind of had as you you guys could probably imagine you know um, our biggest struggle with clients over the years has, has always been nutrition as Keris mentioned you know we we could kick their ass in the gym quite happily but <laughs> when it came to changing what they were eating um, they were a little bit more reluctant so um, last year uh, was it god I can't remember now the last two years for like a blur uh, <laughs> it was it was it was about yeah it was, no, that's right it was last it was last summer um we decided to put together just like a what was actually going to be just like a, a small booklet with a, a little bit of nutrition information and then a handful of recipes that we were just going to pretty much you know just go to our local 
printers and print out a load to, to give to our clients just to give them some inspiration. And um, we, we started writing, didn't we? And I started cooking. And next thing you know, we had about, you know, 150 pages. We had about 50, 60 recipes written up. And um, it was a friend of ours, actually, who said, uh, you know, this is a book. It's not a leaflet. You know, you guys should you should write a book. And we just kind of figured, you know, we, we didn't have anything else, anything better to do. So <laughs> <laughs> what, why not? So, um, yeah, that was it. We, we looked into it and we decided we were, we were going to go for it and, and put together a book that was, um, I mean, we wanted it to be a book that anybody could pick up and read. And by the time they got to the end of the first half of the book, you know, that they'd be, they'd be ready to go and they'd know enough to kind of start with a paleo diet because we didn't want it to be too technical because we didn't want to we didn't we didn't want to put anybody off we just wanted to to let people know that actually eating a healthy diet and you know losing body fat and and feeling pretty awesome every day is is a lot easier and obtainable than than people think so yeah. i mean the idea of the book was it's it's not a nutrition book and it's not a recipe book it's it's kind of a two in one um, the first half of the book is is dedicated to just giving people a bit of a heads up on, you know, what to eat, what not to eat, but actually explaining why as well, rather than kind of do this, don't do that. Um, and then the second half of the book, I believe there's about 115 recipes, um, you know, that are really, really simple to make. The, the, the ingredients list is minimal because um, that was one of our pet hates, you know, when you kind of see uh, recipes that have, you know, got about 20 ingredients in and about 15 instructional steps and of how to make it um you know ours are really really short and every recipe has a picture as well that was another pet hate you know when you get <laughs> i agree <recipe>. yeah <laughs> we're just writing i hate that so they're good yeah, pictures they look pretty young yeah they're, they're, it's funny because people are always emailing us saying why doesn't mine look like you know yours does in the book and i'm like do you, do you have any idea how long it took to get that shot <laughs> So, whole dinners for six months you know <laughs> yeah so you guys are published by primal blueprint publishing which is obviously uh mark sisson's brand and and as you said mark's pretty awesome you know we've uh, i've interviewed him on one of my other podcasts the wellness guys and uh so you know how did that come about and uh and what was it like working with mark sisson um well it's actually um we we said we first contacted them. We set ourselves this really stupid deadline. Like Matt, uh, Matt said, we started work in the summer and then said, wouldn't it be great to get it out in January um, or even Christmas when everyone's looking for something like this? Um, but it gave us um, such a short time frame to do it. Um, so we started sort of, um, you know, like looking at on how we could use resources that were out there already and point people in the directions that we used ourselves, you know, to educate our, ourselves. And um, yeah, basically, I contacted them and said, could I use their carbohydrate curve? Because I think it's a really fantastic starting point for people. And, and that's the area that most people are a bit confused about. And they said, yeah, absolutely. And then when we'd got the book finished, I think it was something like um, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, I'm sure I offended a few people by <laughs> still emailing on Christmas Day about the book. Um, but basically, I'd... Uh, I got in touch with them and said, uh, here's the finished uh, book. This is what it looks like. Just want to check you're happy. And um, also, is there any chance Mark could just review it for us? We'd love uh, to get his opinion. Um, uh, and basically, they came back and said... Um, Go one better than that. We'll publish it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that was it. Wow. Um, which was the best Christmas present ever. 
Um, so yeah, and it was just when we were sort of getting so nervous about sending the book out and going, oh God, is it any good? I don't even know. I've looked at it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it's, you know, what it intended to be. And, and so that was just um, amazing. And since then, um, I mean, they've just been fantastic in that they've, um, obviously they have so much experience in, in terms of um, marketing and, and they gave us some advice on um, a few changes in the book. Um, just like they ended up putting, they put um, calorie counting in the book because they said you'll get asked about that. And we actually have had lots of emails saying, yeah. are there calories in the book? And it is something we try to avoid, but I understand why some people do do need that and want that. So, yeah, um, so yeah it's been it's been really great working with them. Yeah, it's been an awesome, awesome year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I looked through it. Um, we got a copy of it here sent to Brett, so it was awesome. But one thing that stuck out for me was all of the funny, unconventional animals, Matt, that you've eaten. Maybe do you want to tell us a, a story about one of the more unique ones? Um, the more unique recipe? No, no, I read in there about a couple different funny animals, like camel and uh, zebra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've actually, um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to London, but there's a, there's a really cool market here called Borough Market, mm -hmm. um, which is in London Bridge. And it's just an amazing place to get some really, you know, really good quality veg, meat, poultry, amongst other things. And uh, there's a really nice meat stall there that literally has pretty much got every animal you could imagine. Um, you know, we've tried crocodile, uh, ostrich, kangaroo zebra um crocodile alligator snake you <laughs> know yeah, a... just snake it just sounds like the australian outback i'm not gonna yeah. lie to you yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this is every day that's breakfast right there um have you done crickets yeah, so... we just had a pod we just did an interview with someone who was talking about eating crickets that'd be one to try do you know what i saw something about that yesterday and, and i don't know if i've read this wrong and whether it was the name of the brand but i'm sure i saw something yesterday about cricket flour yep yeah that's yep. it is that right yep. yeah oh dear yeah they dry them up and then blend them and make like biscuits and stuff out of it. <laughs> we'll send you a link to the interview <laughs> oh dear <laughs> but then i said to Matt, that might be the way forward because they they're questioning the sustainability aspects of our, our nutrition aren't Absolutely. They? yeah definitely and that's um one of the reasons why the person we interviewed had been breeding them because they're so much more sustainable and she just has like a room in her house that she grows them in and like you don't no, even no. need to change the soil or anything how good's that <laughs> yeah that's claire yates from indie nature fabulous yeah loved it well then why don't you guys tell us about some of your favorite foods then what are you, what are your some of your absolute favorite meals? Um, you anything with eggs usually. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um well, yeah, basically, what I so I'm a big fan of eating fish and seafood. Um, and Matt's more into sort of um, big meaty dishes, which I think is quite typical of of men and women generally. Um, so a lot of the fish dishes came from sort of quick suppers. Um, that I really like and. Uh, one thing I kept saying to my clients is, you know, it's not just about steaming uh, vegetables and, you know, a bit of pan fried chicken or pan fried salmon. There's loads more you can do. Think of, you know, we, we do a lot of curries and, and, and stews and really quick ones as well. So, yeah, I'd say most of the fish dishes in there, like um, in the book, we put like mustard seed salmon and garlic prawns. Like They all sort of came from me. And then anything to do with meat. Um, so if you think like basically any of the burgers, they were all Matt's uh, recipes. 
Brett's yeah. stomach's growling over here. Yeah, I'm seriously hungry right now. I'm just like, oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> He's been leafing through the book, mm, and I think it's crocodile. contributing to the hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a bit. I kind of got a bit stuck on the chocolate fudge at the end. I was like, that looks pretty good. I'm a bit of a sucker for chocolate fudge, so I was like, yeah, that one's definitely going to get made at my house sometime soon. <laughs> that, that's a firm favourite. That one is. It's, it's quite funny because when people buy the book. I think they go straight to the Cheats of Tram- Champion section. You know, <laughs> when everyone posts on our Facebook group, it's always like, I made this, I made that. And the first five things they make are always the desserts. So yeah. Yeah. I know where people's priorities are at. Yeah, we actually went to um, a, a food market just recently to promote the book. And we handed out that fudge for free just to get people to come. Because no one at a food market, no one's really going to come over to a bookstall. Um, you know, they were sort of all looking at the nice wine and, and cheeses and things like that. So we lured, we, them, in, we lured them in with the fudge. And um, yeah, we sold hundreds of books. <laughs> we like, that fudge. recipe is in this book. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Literally the day before I found out we were interviewing you guys, I was looking for a pizza crust recipe online. And there was someone who had done five different pizza crusts. And they said, undoubtedly, yours was the best. And there was obviously no recipe online. They said, you'll have to get, you'll have to check out this book. Uh-huh. And literally the next day, I find out we're interviewing you guys. And then I find out that Brett has a copy of the book, um, which is fantastic. <laughs> but unfortunately, I had made pizza the day before. So I haven't tried your pizza crust recipe yet, but it's on my list. I like the, the operative word yet. It's oh, happening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which means you'll be having it tonight. Uh, which means I'm coming over for dinner which means we want the invite I got my um, grocery delivery box and it didn't have any cauliflower in it this week so next time gotta wait for cauliflower awesome so um, we noticed a definite UK sort of flair in the recipe so what would you say is your favourite traditional style UK paleo food that you've got in the recipe book um, well, I don't know if you guys have these in Australia, but um, something that's uh, quite popular over here is uh, Scotch eggs, um, which I, I don't know if you saw that recipe in the book, which is quite simply a, a boiled egg cut, covered in uh, pork and herbs and, and other things. And traditionally, actually, what it is, is once you've wrapped the egg in the meat, you would uh, coat it in breadcrumbs and flour, and then you would deep fry it. So it goes nice and crispy on the outside. <laughs> Um, but obviously we wanted to put a bit more of a paleo twist on that. Yeah, so what well, we... that's not paleo? <laughs> <laughs> Deep fried in a vat of coconut. You're on the wrong show. Yeah, so what we've done is we just obviously boiled the egg. Um, it, the, the recipe in the book is we've done it with pork, mince and herbs, etc. Or we just get people to, you know, if they, if they want to cheat, just buy some gluten-free sausages um, that have obviously got quite a, a high meat content, um, cut them out of the skins and then coat the egg in that. And then we just roll them in a beaded egg and then in some ground almonds and some seasoning and we bake them in the oven. And I'm not even just saying this, like the amount of people that actually say they prefer it that way, yeah, don't they? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely one of them. And that for me is a bit of a favourite because it was a, a recipe that my my nan made when I was when I was younger and then my mum would make it. So it's yeah, it's a bit of a a family recipe, if you like. Awesome. Nice. That sounds that actually sounds pretty good. I must admit, when you first described it, I was like, that sounds weird. And now I'm like, I could do that. That sounds all right. <laughs> so, that sounds pretty good. I might have to give that one a go. So it's, I, I guess. You know, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say it's um it's a it's a great recipe because it's I mean because it's eggs you know I'm very rarely do we meet someone who doesn't like eggs but it's the kind of thing you could just eat whenever you know if you if you kind of wake up and you've not got much time if you've already pre-made a, a batch which is what we kind of recommend you know like half a scotch egg or a whole scotch egg for for a quick breakfast or a lunch snack or even just as a as a cold dinner with some salad it's it just always seems to go down well doesn't it it's a bit like a cooked breakfast on the go really yeah <laughs> nice right, so um i guess how does uh, you know how does your fitness and all the other a- aspects of your lifestyle fit in with this then like you know how does how does your kind of paleo mindset sort of go into your the way you you exercise and the way you live the whole rest of your life um, well, the great thing is there's been a massive influence um, on the from the paleo community on, on how we, one, conduct our business and our, our classes and how we train ourselves. Um, for one, we train a lot less than we used to because we understand that nutrition is, is way more powerful. And um, and thanks to people like Mark Sisson, we know, you know, the importance of actually um, getting outside, having a bit more fun and sort of keeping the intense training to almost like a minimal minimum really so just you know what keeps the body looking good and ticking over a couple of times a week rather than you know when Matt and I first started out we'd be in the gym sort of you know anything from six to ten up to ten hours a week wouldn't we practicing um kettlebells and Olympic lifting and and gradually started to notice that we were getting exhausted and and lots of injuries and so yeah we've we've been really influenced by that and um and the importance of sleep and um we've always been getting up at sort of um, half four, five o'clock in the morning. Um, but, you know, as we've come to understand how important it is, we've been getting to bed earlier and earlier. It's about eight o'clock now at night. That we're bed, isn't it? Well, not, not quite that early. But. <laughs> my way, it's about eight o'clock at night that we go to bed. Um, and everything from, you know, making sure you've got like a really dark room at night so you can get deep sleep and, and just not sort of um, watching too much TV and, um, you know, sort of... Um, and the importance of, of yeah, just being outside and training outside. Yeah. And also in our classes, we try and bring in lots of um, sort of um, fun and, and interaction in our groups. And um, and we keep them guessing all the time. So we're sort of constantly coming up with new ideas, um, new workouts that challenge them. And, and so, you know, the hour passes really quickly rather than it being that they rock up to a class and it's going to be an hour of intense kettlebells and you know they're going to leave a bit broken we're sort of we're trying to we've changed that a lot haven't we not yeah, that we absolutely. ever intended to do that but it's <laughs> awesome we yeah. definitely brought some play into it a lot more and um and taking people outside as often as we can in london which is not easy um <laughs> but yeah and then think they really appreciate they see us evolving and 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 always um again they see us looking healthier and healthier and, and sort of um, getting fitter and stronger and they want to be part of that so I think it's really important that we walk the walk all the time and yeah I mean it's, it's I, I always take great satisfaction when uh, someone compliments you and says oh my god you're looking you look really good at the moment you know what are you doing you turn around and say well I'm actually uh, training less than I ever have done before in my life and everyone's always so surprised because everyone just thinks that naturally you know you know if you want to look better and feel better then you know just train more because that that's the answer but um, I actually put a post on Facebook the other day and said that um, that I actually achieved my best results from focusing less on my training and more on my nutrition and other lifestyle factors like getting more sleep and reducing stress, etc. And and it couldn't be more true. I mean, I, I probably I I get about two to three workouts in a week uh, at the moment, at least two. Um, you know, sometimes three. And and but in between that, um. You know, like Keris said, we go for nice long walks, and at the moment it's uh, 
well, it was summer. Uh, we had some fantastic weather until recently. So getting outside in the sun and just going for long walks has been pretty awesome. Going swimming. We've been on a couple of holidays as well where we've just been cycling, walking and, you know, a bit of a canoeing and stuff like that. So for me, you know, don't get me wrong, training is amazing and it's, it's essential. But I think that if you can actually just change your mindset a little bit and kind of maybe even look at training as the the secondary factor you know and and focus on your nutrition health and well-being first mm. you'll, you'll get so much better results in in the gym so yeah yeah that's yeah. my advice fabulous we guys have had a massive year as you said but we want to know what's coming up what's next for you guys what's on the cards um, well, we're really excited to take a lot of what we do um, online, so sort of coaching um, individuals and, and groups. We've done a lot of that in London, um, obviously in person. Um, and we decided recently, because I've worked with a lot of women over the years, and I think they're sort of the most confused um, about, you know, what to eat and about how important exercise is and that sort of thing. Um, if anything, women sort of tend to over-exercise and and are a little bit, uh, I'd say, like malnourished in that they're sort of sticking to low fat and avoiding very sort of nutritious foods. And paleo seems to scare them. So um, yeah. the idea of eating fat and red meat. So we decided to uh, launch a project for women online. Um, we called it the Optimal Body Project. And um, yeah, we're basically sort of coaching them through. It's like a 12-week um, nutrition program. And each week we have a different focus. So um uh, sort of week number one we're looking at digestion and the importance of how nutrition can support digestion um, and each week we're going to get them making recipes so we're going to sort of um, the first week they're going to learn how to make homemade ghee um, and why they might prefer to have ghee over you know sort of other fats and then the second week we're doing things like supporting detoxification and um, you know lots of cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and 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 yeah, and, and and then going beyond that to sleep and stress and and, and mindset, we've got um, a coach coming in to talk to them about self-esteem and um, confidence and and you know sort of body image and and hopefully by the end of the twelve weeks they'll sort of know a lot more about nutrition and feel um, we want we want women to feel more in more in control basically so um, and and to understand when their body's telling them to maybe ease off the exercise and um, you know maybe get to bed a little bit earlier and and stop creating these huge to-do lists which women seem to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> on a daily basis some of them that I've spoken to I don't even know how I would get through what they get through in a day you know with family and partners and jobs and um and then they still go to the gym and you know so so yeah we're trying to get them to sort of book in some Epsom salts baths instead and early nights yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome I just had a, a nice Epsom salt bath last night it really helped so good advice <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm really glad we got to talk to you. Lots of insight. And it's exciting to hear about all this stuff happening um, overseas as well, because sometimes you can get really into your into your local bubble. So it's really cool to hear all the progress you guys have been making um, over in London. So, yeah, if, if everyone listening wants to go check out and learn more about Karis and Matt, you can find them on fitterlondon.co.uk. Uh, when you can also find them on their Fitter Foods Facebook page, which I definitely encourage you all go check out. A little tongue-tied there. Yeah, love, and their book love. is called The Paleo Primer, <laughs> um, which you can buy on Amazon. So definitely check that out as well. And I think in, in the UK or North America, you can find it at Barnes & Noble as well. 
Um, so definitely check out their Facebook page to hear more about the, the program for women and check out their book too and let us know what you think of some of the recipes because they look delicious and we can make Brett's stomach grumble even more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's loads of recipes on the, on the Facebook page as well and the, the recipes that are on our site are not in the book because um, we, we, didn't, we didn't want to repeat ourselves, you know, because we didn't want people to buy the book that are just full of recipes that they've already cooked. So all the recipes in the book are completely unique to the ones that are on our site. So, Awesome. Oh, that's a, that's a really good tip. Bonus material. I like that. <laughs> For some more bonus material, you can actually, maybe not you guys because you're in London, though we do encourage you to travel, um, <laughs> that we are having a cave camp as well in Adelaide on May 23rd to 25th. So check out our website, www.thatpaleoshow.com. We'll be doing lots of hands-on cooking and mindset and stuff as well. So if you can't make it to London, then maybe you can make it to Adelaide. <laughs> so, we, we might answer that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really mm. Hey, you guys can be our celebrity chefs. Just oh, thrown, just thrown it out there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk offline about that. Um, so, everyone, until next week, check us out on Facebook, share your story, and help to grow the Paleo Tribe worldwide. Hi, Brett Hill from That Paleo Show and The Wellness Guys here. Well, the Facebook buzz after the Wellness Summit has just been unbelievable. Deborah said the summit was inspiring and empowering. Jen Fellows said she learnt so much amazing information that she thought her brain was going to explode. Well, hold on to your hat, because if you miss the summit, guess what? We recorded the entire lot so that you can have the summit in your living room forever. So to order the Wellness Summit 10 DVD home study program for just 197 bucks, simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on shop. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.